back to The Ship Show. Here we are. We're excited to be here for another week to talk about your relationships. Three weeks in a row we are coming to you from our living room. I know. I feel so proud of us. Yeah, so do I. It was a New Year's resolution, so I'm glad that we caught up to it by May. Yeah, we're just really passionate about helping people thrive in their relationships. So here we are for the next topic. Yeah. Hey, real quick before you're doing a thing that's helping people with their relationships one-on-one. Can you give me a 60 second overview of charity Shelton coaching? Yeah. So I have a master's degree in school counseling and a master's degree in marriage and family counseling. Um, and I've been doing pastoral biblical counseling for about seven ish years. And then before that in the college setting, So I just had been thinking about how I can help more people and the Lord put it on my heart to start my own private practice doing coaching. So coaching is a little bit different than therapy in that you are mostly thinking about learning the tools to be able to move forward in your life. It does include processing your emotions and enhancing your relationships and going through like surveying your thoughts and making sure that they are renewed to the word of God. I'm able to integrate my faith when it comes to coaching versus counseling and also share some of my experience in overcoming anxiety and things like that. So I'm offering one-to-one services right now. I have a wait list because I'm all booked out right now. But if you are interested in that, you can go to CharityShelton.com or my Instagram is at CharitySheltonCoach and we can talk about how I can help you. I think that's great. I think it's awesome. And um, we've got some folks that you're helping already. So yeah, um, hoping that uh, the ship show helps people as well. So let's dive in. Here we go. All right, today we are going to talk about the topic of compassion um, and really so, some different words that get used kind of around this topic. Um, and we had this conversation a few days ago, I guess maybe a couple weeks ago, about what the difference is between empathy and sympathy and which of those is actually compassion. Yeah, like a biblical concept or something we want to have in our relationship. Yeah, and is sympathy biblical? Is empathy biblical? Um we know that the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. What does that actually look like? And how does that translate to relationships of all kind? Obviously we come at it from a couple different perspectives. Um, one of which is that we're married mm-hmm. uh, and we're very different people in a marriage uh, with very different sort of ideas and different backgrounds and experiences. We do have the same values though. So that's how it works. P.S. Yeah. And you can have uh, different everything as long as your values and priorities are the same. You um, get on the same page. Yeah, and even our priorities sometimes differ, um, you know, moment to moment. But for the most part, we agree on the biggest part parts of uh, marriage and really just doing life. So that, that makes it work. Side note, maybe we'll talk about that some other time, compatibility. But when it comes to our different perspectives, oftentimes, I know for me, uh, one of the things that I just struggle with the most um, from a marriage standpoint, but also this this applies to, you know, friendships and work relationships is if I don't understand where the heck you're coming from, it's really hard for me to have any sort of compassion for you. And so we were talking about this and um, just going to like, you know, put myself on blast here a little bit and that it's really hard for me to quote unquote, put myself in your shoes 
and understand what you're going through because what you're going through is so unique to where you're coming from and why you go through it the way you go through it. So um, what do you think is, first of all, the difference, the main identifiable difference between having um, sympathy and having empathy? So sympathy is, in a nutshell, uh, having pity on someone, feeling sorry for them, um, feeling bad for them. It's an emotion. It's a it's a human emotion response to somebody else's pain. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily something like, oh, you should never have sympathy on someone. However, it doesn't actually cause you to act. So if you feel bad for someone, you aren't compelled to do anything about it. You just feel sorry for them. Yeah, it's pity. Like you said, I think that's a good word. Um, and it's almost like hopeless. Like, oh man, they're always oh, in a state that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. Sorry, sorry about that. This is the, your lot in life, that kind of thing. And so, of, of course, as faith people, we don't believe that people have to stay in their mess. That we believe that God, God's plan for people is for them to be uh, whole and healed. And so, just kind of like, oh, poor, poor guy, you know. Empathy is actually more of a relational thing. It's being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And of course, in counseling and it's used in coaching, it's important to be able to understand where somebody is coming from because everybody's pain is relative. Meaning like for me, if somebody says, oh, my cat died, I've never had a cat. So that (laughs) might not mean anything to me, but that could actually be a really intense hard experience for someone else so as you're helping people or leading people or even friends with people you can't just settle on well that's not a big deal to me so it's i don't understand why it's a big deal to you but how do you do that how do you i mean (laughs) asking for a friend how do you do that when like i i don't like cats i've never had a pet um and so what is the idea of you are you crying about an animal but i I don't understand. Like, I just can't put myself there. What's the actual practical way that I've never experienced what you're experiencing currently, this thing that's so emotional to you? What's the actual practical way for me to practice empathy when I have no frame of reference for the situation? Well, first of all, you don't have to have, like, the exact words to say to somebody else's pain. You don't have to get it. You don't have to be like, oh, yeah, I understand. But you can understand that something is hard for somebody and you can understand in the context of what is hard for you. So how do you feel when you're going through some sort of loss? While the cat itself isn't a loss to you, you are familiar with loss because it's a universal thing we all have to deal with. And so instead of getting into the nuts and bolts of it, drilling down, I've never been in that exact situation. That was one thing when I felt like the Lord calling me to counsel people, to coach people, to help people. I was like, I have not been through that many things. Like, and I'm here counseling and helping people with trauma. How am I going to be able to relate to that? And the facts are, is that I can't fully relate to that. But that is not actually what people need in your relationship from that. What they need is for you to have sensitivity, for you to understand this is hard for them. And there is a whole whole slew of things that you can't relate to or understand, but you can't understand that it's hard. And so your compassion rises up when you see someone in pain 
and hurting. And that's how Jesus was. He yeah. saw people's need and yeah. he was moved with compassion to act and do something about it. Do you think that people um, tend in their desire to connect and to empathize? Do you think that people can go too far maybe and in the midst of trying to connect and trying to form some sort of like place of commonality, do you think that people can go too far and minimize what somebody's going through? You know, the kind of the unintentional one upper, like, yes, you know, like, oh man, I'm just really going through it because my cat died. Like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. Like, you know, I spilled coffee this morning. And so we both experienced like a terrible loss. Like, yeah, they're, they're, you but it, it's not always an intentional, like your pain doesn't matter statement. I think some people just really try hard to connect yes. and have something to say out of somebody sharing something really personal with them. Um, and my, my experience is, is that often we just get so wrapped up in the idea that we're going to connect with someone and we're going to empathize with someone that we do more listening to respond as opposed to just listening to empathize uh, and to be compassionate. And I just think there are a lot of missed opportunities that people have in connecting where instead of saying, hey, this is what I've been through. Isn't it similar? Look at us the same. I exa I get exactly what you're feeling to just sit with someone. Yeah, that's actually more sympathy, right? So like if it's like, oh, yeah, I get it, but there's not actually anything forward or, you know, you're not helping them. You're not doing anything to serve them. Yeah. It's not I'm really glad you made that. I'm glad you made that distinction, too, because the the idea of how can I help? You know, I'm a guy. <coughs> I'm a guy. And so I want to fix. I want to be able to contribute something to a situation. If you're going through it, if something bad just happened, like I need to know what I can do about this. Uh, and for me, especially as a pastor with people who've gone through things, I'm learning like just sitting is sometimes the thing you do with them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes distraction is the best thing you do with them. You right. know, it's it's not always like, let me get deep into your soul and counsel this out of and you. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes it's like, it's going to seem so disingenuous and so minimalistic to say like, oh, that's really hard. Like I went through something similar when it's all people can think about is the, the experience they just had, you know, the trauma that they they've been through. So one thing I guess I learned um, is just the the sitting, you know, the sitting and the the eye contact, the being comfortable with with people crying and. Mm -hmm. silence listening to people listening and that, then that's so powerful and people you're right people have a pressure that they put on themselves a social pressure to be able to have the answer or if you're married it's like i want to fix it i want to fix it but sometimes it's just listening and it's just saying i'm sorry that's hard i'm sorry you're going through something hard how can i help you how can i what can i do to alleviate some of this and that's sometimes a hard question for people who are going through really tough things. Like they don't know how to answer that, yeah. but more like day to day stressors. Um, as you learn yourself, you're able to understand yourself and go like, you know what, actually I just need a hug. And I think that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the spiritual power of a hug is, mm -hmm. is pretty underrated, I think. But if you're not asked, if it's just like, I'm going to give you, you know, 10 in tips of advice of why, if you did it differently, you wouldn't be in this <laughs> right. position. Right. <laughs> That's and like you know, there is, there, there is some truth, I think, sometimes 
um, to you should have done this differently and you'd never be in this position, right? Like, yeah, if you would have just and maybe sometimes the hard part is, is if you would have done what I told you to in the first place, you wouldn't have gotten into this situation. But that there's never an appropriate time to say I told you so. No, because the the worst thing you can do in a relationship is expect everyone to think the way you think and do things the way you do them. The reality is, is you're so unique and you're the only one mostly that's thinking that way and doing it that way. And so you're supposed to be able to share that with somebody and learn from one another. But there's got to be an openness and timing and sensitivity is a huge piece of that. Yeah. And and I think that's where being led by the Holy Spirit is really, really important. Um, you don't have to have all the answers to have compassion. Um, right. You know. Jesus was moved with compassion, but you also have to remember that he knew everything. He knew everything. He knew all the answers for all the people's problems. Mm -hmm. He could look at them and go one by one and give them all the advice, all the wisdom to fix everything they had going on. But instead, it says he wasn't moved by wisdom or moved by um, his problem-solving prowess. He was moved with compassion. And one of the things that someone told me recently, I guess not recently, but I've I've really tried to um, execute it recently is don't go pray for people that you haven't caught the love of God in your heart for. Yeah. Um, you know, we do a lot of ministry, altar ministry for people at our, our services and lay hands on them, whether they're sick or they're depressed or they're anxious or they just need something um, from the Holy Spirit. This this thing that I heard of, of not laying hands on and praying for somebody until you've decided to love them and try to see them the way God sees them with his love as, as your lens. Don't, don't even try it. And I think that that can be applied even to, to some counseling quote, I use that word very loosely, but any sort of advice giving in relationships, I think when we look at the idea of empathy and sympathy, a lot of times what we're, we're looking for is words of empathy or sympathy. And those, those are meaningful. You know, I said, right. sometimes it doesn't have to be a word. Sometimes it can just be, I'm going to sit with you and, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm you're present. Not alone. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not I'm not going anywhere while you're going through this. Um, but there are words that are necessary sometimes. But those words aren't always necessarily the words of, you know, the solution. Sometimes they're just the words of affirmation and the words mm -hmm. of, of um, you know, I'm here. Of faith. Yeah. The word you're like, going to get through this. this. You're going to get through this. And I'm not going to leave you mm -hmm. while you're getting through it. You know, that can be really affirming to someone is telling them like, I'm not going anywhere. I know this is the worst. I know. I can't imagine what you're going through. I've never been there, but I just want you to know you're not alone and I'm not going anywhere. Um, and whatever it takes to get you to the other side of this, I'll be a part of it. Yeah. I, I want to tie it back a little bit to what we were talking about last week with conflict. Was that two weeks ago or last week? Last week. Um, because having that empathy during a conflict can be really, really hard, but it's so powerful. Like if you're not just so interested in your answer and your side but you can see someone else's side and see that sometimes people are speaking out of pain yeah. and not from their heart and you can have some understanding and sensitivity towards that it can really shift the tone of the conversation true. towards a more heart connected conversation what i mean by that is like okay if somebody's really stressed out and they react in a w overreact to something and if you don't have like that empathy of like, man, did they grow up in a house where there's a lot of overreaction yeah. or did I trigger something that I didn't really realize? 
And um, the thing that I get asked a lot is like, well, aren't you supposed to hold people accountable? They shouldn't get away with that. <laughs> is trauma a way to excuse you all know your who behavior? And it's you like, no, it's not. But in the moment of those conversations, I mean, the Bible says his kindness leads us to repentance. So even in that, it's like, how do I hold them accountable? With my kindness, because isn't, that's what God does with us. Isn't perspective wild, though, because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that when you're you're in the midst of your own thing, you realize that, like, you see it a certain way because of all of these experiences. And yes. even when sitting down, you know, and kind of recapping, rehashing, debriefing, whatever, with someone you trust, for me, at least, there are moments where I realize, like, I see this this way because of the way I was raised. I see this this way because of this part of my personality. And you'll hear people say, like, I'm the type of person who dot, dot, dot. We we tend to know certain things about ourselves, even if our self-awareness is not super high. Mm-hmm. There are certain things I think we learn about ourselves to the point where when we get into relationships um, of all kinds, we know what we're bringing to the table, so to speak. But it's very hard And it's very tough, especially when you're trying to be sensitive, you're trying to empathize, to not know what somebody else's triggers or lenses, what their perspective is giving in this situation. Yeah, they might not even have identified it yet. And it's not that you excuse it. It's just that you keep in mind what your goal is in that conversation. And if it is reconciliation then I'm telling you, compassion goes a way further way to bringing out the best in that person so that they can actually speak from the heart and go like, you know, when you did that, it made me feel this. And that's why I reacted that way. Instead of just defending whatever, like the actual action. Yeah. And I think mercy is one of the most Christ-like qualities. Mm -hmm. Um, Micah 7, 8 says he delights in showing mercy. mercy. And then James says that mercy triumphs over judgment. Uh, And it's very easy to me to kind of push compassion to the back of my brain because I, I find myself uh, all of a sudden very qualified to issue judgment in a situation. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I, I feel like I'm qualified to issue judgment in this situation, even if not in every situation, but that's not really like the biblical model of things when it comes to judging people. Um, it, it really needs to be just very focused on judging yourself first and foremost yeah and bringing your own um self awareness or lack thereof to the table first then offering instead of judgment offering compassion offering mercy and getting in there with people to the place where i think we we sow compassion and mercy to others in times when they need it and god's gracious because he brings people to us to show it back when we need it the most. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us can look at situations in our lives where we we look at being at a really, really low place and knowing somebody was there for me. Somebody, you know, pulled me out of this pit. Somebody sat with me on the couch and put their arm around me and said, we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Um, whether it was something that happened to us or something that we happened to, you know, something that we did, some mistake that we made. Just having people willing to say, man, I, I'm with you in this and I'm here for you. Um, it, it almost acts cyclically because I've experienced that with people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm conscious of those experiences 
when the opportunity to show that same kind of compassion shows up for me. Um, I, I really believe like I can't withhold that which was freely given to me. And one of the things that's been freely given to me and has got me where I am is some people deciding that they are going to be compassionate towards me. Um, you know, whether it was a Lord forgive him for he knows not what he does moment where I just acted ignorantly or it was I acted selfishly. Uh, no, I think that's kind of the two root issues most times are ignorance and selfishness. But either way, somebody got me through it. And so I'm very aware of that. And I'm very aware of, of my almost obligation, I guess, to to pay that forward and to sow that into other people. And I think that's something we got to keep in mind. You know, it's very easy to disqualify people from your compassion or from your empathy. Um, because oh, yeah. like you can, they didn't earn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can find, you can or find. they've never given it to me. I get that. But it's somebody just, did though, right? And I just don't think that that's that. got to be a transactional thing. And what I'm just saying is like, if you take that extra step to show the compassion when you don't want to, you are going to bring out the best in that person. And so it will benefit you in the long run. Wow. And I, I, my core value of mine when it comes to relationships is I just think people are at their best. You love them to their best selves. Mm -hmm. um, you can't wait till they are their best selves to decide that you're going to love them and not like love, like have feelings of love for them, but to actually walk in love, act in love. And we sometimes get, you know, I think we get the process reversed, which is I'm going to wait till you put it together before I can really like show you some compassion. But Oftentimes, showing people compassion helps them pull it together. Yes, it provides the safety for them to say, "You know what? Like, I can I can get through this, and there are people that love me enough to walk me through it." Yeah, it, it's not about like compassion of the godly compassion, which how Jesus was, and I always think about the woman at the well and mm. how he did bring truth to her, but he actually didn't. After he showed his power in that, hey, I I have this prophetic gift, and I know what you're doing he didn't really talk about the details of it yeah it was just like let me just address the need yeah and give you the living water so that i can equip you to get out of that and now that i've equipped you with the living water now i'm charging you with go and sin no more yeah he didn't say stop doing that as soon as he addressed the sin he addressed the need and then called her to a higher place. Yeah, and then and he, that's what compassion he, does. It can call you to a higher place. And then one of the things he said in that, that story, which is one of my favorites, um, is he said, you know, the day is coming where you won't worship on this mountain, but you'll worship in, in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And compassion always brings people back to the feet of Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. when you demonstrate godly compassion, godly empathy for people, it should push them to Jesus. And one of the things that, you know, I, I see a lot in, and, you know, to be honest with you, as somebody that I would, you know, I consider myself in the helping profession. Um, yes. But I, maybe not to the level that, you know, you are and, and the things that you're doing, but um, I I find myself often being in that place where I, I subconsciously maybe even want people's response to my compassion to be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to show you compassion. So I hope that that buys some sort of goodwill for me or some loyalty for me. Um, but what Jesus said, which was really great, was, you know, he, he called the thing out. He spoke the truth in love. And then he started talking about worshiping the Father. Mm -hmm. um, and compassion is meant to lead people to Jesus, who ultimately showed us compassion 
who ultimately was empathetic. It says he's been through every single thing that we've ever been through. Right. And that's, that's so huge because the grace in our humanity. That's yeah. Who Jesus is. Yeah. He took on the entirety of humanity mm-hmm. um, and experienced it all for us. So, you know, not to, to preach too hard, but like, I really think that that's so vital to a revelation and a theology of compassion, which is why is God compassionate and what is my obligation out of his compassion to, to walk with him and to demonstrate this to people in a way that leads them not to me and puts their, um, their focus on me, but leads them to him um, because that will perpetuate culture of compassion that will perpetuate for you a legacy that you, you show your own kids, you leave for generations that we're a people of compassion, not because we're trying to pay each other back one for one, but because we're responding to what Jesus has done and responding to Jesus is always going to lead us to the feet of the father. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, anything else you want to add? Um, I think we're good on that. I mean, there's so much you can go into and we will in the coming weeks. Like when somebody, you know, how does grief affect relationships and Ooh. different triggers and how you can navigate through that. Um, but I think we'll save it for the next coming weeks. I would love to hear what people want to talk about. So if you want to drop us a line, Instagram is probably the best way to do that. Drop us a DM. Maybe we'll put some polls out. We're really trying here. Really going for it. <laughs> um, but I enjoy it. We we do. We love sitting down. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time anyway. We'll sit in the car and talk about it. And I feel like, you know, just press record. And, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully it helps somebody. So uh, we'd love to hear what you want to talk about, the things that are going on in your life that maybe we can add some perspective to. Um, we are keeping your ships afloat. Um, still going with that tagline. I don't know if you. Yeah. You're fine like with it? it? Okay, I'm great. Fine well, with it. It's very nautical, but I, I think it's cool. So uh, you can contact us on Instagram, Ship Show Podcast. Uh, individually, Charity Shelton, Stephen Shelton. Um, if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, Charity Shelton Coach, uh, CharityShelton.com. Yes, thank you so much for listening, and thanks for coming back. I wasn't done. I was going to oh, say you can watch the Bridge DFW on Sunday nights. Yes, that too. TheBridgeDFW.com or download our mobile app or follow us the Bridge DFW on Instagram. All right. That's all. That's all. We'll listen next week. Okay, see you then. Mm-hmm.